This is a stand-up New York Labs production, providing you podcasts since 2013. Hey guys, awesome episode today. We got a coworker breakup, being jealous, and a condom issue. Check it out, enjoy, share it with friends. Welcome to the J Train Podcast. This is J Train, Jared Freed, coming to you live from New York City's Upper West Side, Stand Up York Labs. We're every Tuesday and Friday with your emails, your stories, your questions. I say it every episode. I'm going to say it again. Thank you for listening. Thank you for telling a friend. You got to keep doing it. It is our time, people. Shitty summer internship season is here. So if you're out there and you've got a new crop of interns working at your job, they tell them about the podcast. If, you got new, if you're going to work an internship that you fucking hate, tell all the other interns about it. Get Papa JT in their ears. The King of Brunch, the Salt and the Swipes, Wizard of Weddings, the Prince of Promos, the homeowner of, of what was it? You are the homeowner of... Of holidays. Holidays. That's what it was. You learned that last episode. I'm very, uh, we got a lot going on here. We're very excited. Uh, today is a solo edition. Got Shelbs here. He turned down the lights. We lit some candles. It's Yo, intimate. It's very sexual. Very sexual. Sexy well. <laughs> sexual, sexy, everything you know. Let me do a couple announcements before we get into this. Um, I want to tell you people, the voicemail. Let's play a voicemail right off the bat. And I want you to put this into your phones. 347-669-8252. 347-669-8252. Plug it in as Papa JT. Anytime you got a question, you can send it in. Let me know, let you know about some dates as well. I am in Scranton, Pennsylvania. Wisecrackers, Mohegan Sun, June 1st and 2nd. So that's tonight and tomorrow. I am going to be at the Comedy Cellar, Las Vegas. Vegas, you can use so- CC Social to get $20, $25 tickets. So Comedy Cellar Vegas at the Rio Hotel, CC Social in big capital letters will get you $25 tickets. Philly, Philadelphia, the punchline, the 27th and 29th. I'm going to do a live podcast June 27th, and then I'm going to do a, a stand-up show on the 29th. So Philly punchline, go to their website, get tickets. Atlanta, the Laughing Skull Lounge. I'm going to be there July 14th. Denver, Comedy Works, July 23rd. San Antonio, August 2nd through 6th at the Improv on the Riverwalk. I'm going to be at uh, Nashville Zanies, the 22nd and 23rd of August. And I'm going to be... That's it. Come. Oh, Charlotte, the 15th and 16th of August. Just the 15th, actually, on Charlotte. Comedy Zone. I hope you guys got all those dates because we're coming and we need you. This is what gets Papa JT around the country even more. Hit that 15 second skip backwards. Hit, yeah, be, skip back. Re-listen. Get all those dates. Re-listen. Soak them in. Comedy Works Denver is important to me. Atlanta Laughing Skull Lounge is important to me because these are the ones that are taking 
kind of a chance on your on your your brother J train. Um, also Philly at the punchline. So if you're in those cities, bring a crew. Let I'll let you know right now. I very much care if you uh, understand the predicament you in, you were in. You're sitting there being like, I don't know. I kind of want to see this guy live, but I don't know anyone who listens to his shit. Tell the friends, tell the coworkers. I understand that. This show isn't just for you. It's for everyone you bring. We're not doing inside jokes. Yeah, we'll talk about a feather for five minutes, but it's got energy. It's fun. Go listen to the live podcast we've done at the Comedy Cellar. You can go back and look. They're great shows. And if you come to the stand-up show, that's a totally different show. So in Philly, the 27th, I'm doing a live podcast of June. 29th, I'm doing stand-up. Those are two totally different shows where I can promise you this. Satisfaction guaranteed. You heard it. You got J Train stamp of approval. Let's do a voicemail. 347-669-8252. This is such a good voicemail. It is good? Yeah. I never listen to these. Shelby listens to me and he always goes, yeah, they're good. They're bad. They're, this is good. It's amazing. Amazing. Wow. I better start coming. Hey, Jared. Okay. So I've been having some canned wine and thought I'd give you a call. Awesome. Um, okay, so let's get to it. So I've been together with my boyfriend for a year. A year. So he just turned 25, and I'm actually turning 29 soon. Ooh, the younger man. And that because we actually worked together, and it started off really, really great. He was very sweet and thoughtful. Okay. But then he got really jealous. I couldn't go, go out anymore, which, honestly, I really did anyway. He started looking at all of my followers on Instagram. Uh-oh. Knew the exact numbers and when they increased. And he saw a pair of my old sunglasses in my car, like on the side of my car, and was convinced they were a guy's. And keep in mind, they were like cat-eyed and had a gold trim and would not drop it. <laughs> Who's got really, really positive? jealous at Can the you idea imagine? of my roommates having guys. This shows you how tough jealousy is. Can you imagine seeing glasses and going, Who's pink? What man is fucking you with these pink Sunglasses, heart-shaped sunglasses. That say pink on the side. Yeah. <laughs> That's how jealousy is such a consuming thing. And this guy, you know, he's 25. He probably doesn't feel comfortable about his job or where he stands in his career. They work together. So she's fucking killing him on the, probably on the work scheme. He's probably wondering what my life is going to be. And he's letting that take over. And I'm not saying he's right for letting it, but these are emotions. You can't tell someone how to feel. He's literally looking at glasses, women's glasses, and going, what man is fucking you? Ugh. It, it sucks. Yeah. Go on. Friends over. Can we rewind? So, in addition to working with us, I'd be idea of my roommates having guy friends over. Wait, rewind a little bit. So, keep in mind, they were like cat-eyed okay. and had a gold trim and would not drop it. <laughs> and got really, really jealous at the idea of my roommates having guy friends over. Uh-oh. So, in addition to working together, I'm more advanced with, like, my schooling and career and kind of where I'm at in life. And so, I, I guess it. my question is, do you think that jealousy is due to age or maybe feeling inferior and it'll get better? Or do you think, is a jealous guy always just going to be a jealous guy? Ooh, such a good... All right, I look forward to hearing you. You're right. This was a great email. Perfect. Great. Perfect voicemail. Length, content, and enthusiasm. Yes. <laughs> Shelby. Nailed all three. It's a 999 of voicemails. He had a four-bagger. There it is. I got to say, I mean, we got into it a little bit while we were listening to the email. This is, when someone gets jealous of you, it's their personal issue. 
And she references the, you know, I'm a little bit ahead in my career and my schooling. And does that have to do with it? And a lot of girls will say, you know, I hear a lot of women that are like, oh, I intimidate him with my success. That's not what intimidate. It's his lack of success that intimidates him, his lack of a future. And I know this isn't fair, but this isn't fair to men is what I'll say right now is, listen, times are a changing. There's not a lot of, you know, everyone's going to work. Everyone's making money. Everyone's, this is great. Change is good. But you have to look, and, and a lot of people go, well, get used to it, men. And they don't want to think of how the sensibilities of a man is affected. They'll go, well, you guys have had it too easy, too long. Go fuck yourself. And you're like, you know, if it was the reverse situation, you know, and you're, and, you know, and I, I'm not saying that men are giving people the benefit of the doubt either. I'm just saying when you look at some change, there is a result of the change. So women enter the workplace, men who are brought up by maybe, let's say this guy's dad was the earner for the household. And he grew up with a dad that came home after work and paid for all the colleges and you know, paid for the mortgage, and that's what he's used to. I'm not saying this is right or wrong. I'm just saying, let's say this is his worldview. Yeah. And now he's in the working world, and he's seeing very quickly, oh, man, I'm behind where my dad was. I'm not going to get to where my dad got me to. How could I have kids and stuff with this person? Or how could I be respected by the woman I date because I'm not where I see myself to be? That's a very male thought process and and i'm not saying this is exactly what this guy's dealing with but like with this girl she's like well where's the jealousy coming from the jealousy is coming from because he doesn't feel like he's adequate enough to be with you so he's saying oh well you must want to fuck other dudes you must want to be with a guy who has gold trim sunglasses that say pink on the side. You know, he's let the jealousy get the best of him because he's so insecure about where he stands. And that could be from a number of places. That could be that he doesn't like his job. It could be that he doesn't like his body. It could be that, you know, it can come from any number of places of insecurity. But I don't think you can only get over jealousy if you can get over your own insecurity. Will he be fixed by the next job? You know, will his, let's say he gets a promotion from another company and he doesn't have to work with you anymore. Will that fix him? I don't know. You have to figure out what his insecurities are just from observing him. Even if he got like the promotion, is he happy in his job or is he going to be, oh, I need my next promotion? I think it's, yeah, I think it'll probably still be there. Insecurities can go away if you find ways to better yourself. He might just be jealous and not take care of his insecurities anyways. Let's say he just sits in his job and gets promoted on the track that he's on. He might not be secure on that track. I think it's more of just him with uh, being a jealous and with like other guys talking to her. But this is the thing. Yeah. The only reason he thinks that those other guys are a problem is because he doesn't think he's enough of a guy for the girl. So he's saying... I'm not going to, you know, he's only getting, it's to answer a question about jealousy. The only time I felt jealous of a girl is when I thought I wasn't good enough for the girl. And that's where this is coming from. Can his insecurities be be fixed? The only way I feel better with my insecurities is when I work at them and I see results. Yeah. So if he's not, if he's going to just blame it on other dudes, he'll never get over those insecurities and the jealous will stay, stay forever. If he's going to say, 
you know what? I just don't feel good in this job. I'm going to go and get my master's degree and so that I can go and become this person at this separate company and climb the corporate ladder. Then you have a chance. But it's one or the other. It's either I blame all dudes for trying to fuck you or, hey, here's why I'm feeling jealous. I feel insecure about X, Y, and Z. I'm going to go work on X, Y, and Z. Yeah. That's the only way it can still work out. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. Solo episode. The lights are down. Shelby's got his shirt off. It's crazy. Getting nuts. Getting almost too nuts. Coworker breakup. Let's stay on the subject. Yeah. We began seeing each other in December and only lasted about two months. So they were coworkers two months together. From mid-February till about two weeks ago, two weeks ago was very rocky. So they went two months, then mid-February to now, which is summertime sadness, they're rocky. On and off arguments, me hooking up with another girl, etc. You get you get it. We are both very over each other in the sense of wanting to date. Things moved way too quick. Called her my girlfriend after the first month. Went zero to 60 back to zero. Screeching halt. She definitely moved on quicker than I have. Storyline aside, she sits about 20 feet from me in the office. I don't want to date her, but I am having issues moving on sexually. I was very sexually attracted to her, and I've hooked up a few times since our breakup with different girls, but I am having issues getting over her, and seeing her at the office doesn't help. A few questions. I'm having issues with comparing my ex to the new girls I have met in the past few weeks. The ex is always in the back of my mind on how the new one compares. Second part is twofold. It's kind of awkward at work because now it's just small talk and I but I don't but I just don't want to talk to her. I have no interest in being just friends, but I do want to be a decent human. Maybe I'm overthinking all of this. I really like this girl, and it's very awkward, very weird to think a month ago we had each other's genitals in our mouths and having intimate talks to hardly look at each other at the office. Uh, there's no bad blood or falling out. It just didn't work out having trouble letting go. Uh, what do we think? Yeah, things can just change in a relationship, but I've never really dated a co-worker so that can well it's kind of this this is like you know kind of to talk back about the male ego thing and how we feel and it's like i I, he says a few things um i don't want to date her but i'm having issues moving on sexually how do i move on Uh, a few questions i'm having issues comparing my ex to the new girls it sucks because the office girl the one you sit 20 feet away from forbidden fruit baby that's why it was so sexually hot to they probably had a every office relationship starts in secret. Yeah. Very rarely is there an office relationship that's like hey, you know you come in holding hands right off the bat. Yeah. It starts with subtle glances. It gets sexy. It feels like a porno, you know? It's like you could actually it feels like a romance novel if we could find something like that. Like that because it starts at you're just looking at oh, she's at the copy machine. That girl's beautiful. And then you go, then she looks at you and you're like, oh, is she looking at me at the coffee coffee bar? Hey, what's happening? Oh, hi. Saying hi across the room. Jokes. You've gotten, and this is, I know this sounds. You ever had a Snickers almond? <laughs> yeah, you have that Snickers almond commercial popped up. Uh, no, I'm just saying everything to betting the work woman to a guy is sexualized is high-end fuck. You did it. It is in a, and I know this sounds bad, but I'm saying for this guy, 
he accomplished something. He probably might, and especially, here it is, just across the room. It's like Brad Pitt and Angelina yeah. on the set of Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Exactly. He might have a girl at home, but everyone, he's looking at the, he's looking at the, his, his coworker. What do you think of Angela? Angela's hot, man. Yeah, because that's what happens at the office. What do you think of Angela? She's hot, man. You could never get, you know, the, can I get, you think I could get with her? Yeah, man, I don't know. You could try. She is pretty hot. She's probably got a boyfriend or some shit, right? No, man, I think I, I think I saw she was single. Really? I heard it. You heard it through the grapevine. I heard her talking to Angela in accounting. Everyone's talking about her, huh? Everyone and their mother. <laughs> Moms, too. Moms and dads. Moms and dads. I'll talk about Angela. Yeah. Man. What what would I have to do to break through this office awkward culture to get with the hot chick in the office? That's the thing. She's so elevated in that in that small world. Any office hookup is an elevated hookup. Yeah. You put them. Everyone's talking about it. Starts in secret. Then the word gets out. Everyone's talking about it. Guys are patting you on the back. They're going, "She's so hot, man." Because it's in this confined world of no other hot people. Everyone is coming to the office and been like, that's the hot chick, that's the other hot chick, that's the not hot chick. And we're doing it with dudes and guys. Everyone's doing that shit when you walk into the office. We can't just, just because it's a workplace and it's not right, doesn't mean we're not doing these things in our head. Yeah, isn't like, isn't like that thing with guys like, oh, well, who would you <clears throat> rather see naked if you could? This like 10, 10, 10 actress or the girl that's pretty cute and kind of hot that works 20 feet away you like, oh, that girl. Exactly. It's the one that's reality. Yeah. And I do think for this guy, so, and I know that some women are listening to this going, what? Yeah, sorry to break the news to you. Every guy's an animal. We're fucking disgusting. That's why, like, you know, the whole Trump thing, when he was, like, grabbing by the pussy, and then he's called it lock. Like, I've never heard someone say grab by the pussy. Yeah. But when he called it locker room talk, I was like, okay, I've heard smash pussy. I've heard, you know, crushing puss. Yeah, beat it up. Beat it up. You know, we talked about last episode calling someone a snack. That's locker room talk, too. Just because you didn't hear it doesn't mean it's not existing. But what I'm saying is these guys, you know, this guy sees her as an elevated hookup. That's why it was hotter. That's why you're having trouble relating things because anything you're going to relate to her doesn't start in this area of wrong. So here's two strategies I would do. He says, I don't I think it's weird. He has to get over that it's weird a month ago we had each other's genitals in the mouth. You have to be a fucking adult. Yeah. You got to go to her and be like, hey, you want to go get coffee? You need to break through this we don't talk. You need to figure out what it's like to talk to her as a coworker again. And that takes practice. So I'd be like, hey, I'm going to get coffee. Do you want to come? Olive branch this shit. I would say, I would be like, hey, I'm heading out. Do you want anything? Yeah, I feel like you're stand, that feeling when you're standing on the edge of a building. Like you're weird in your stomach. And your yes. Head. You have to get rid of that feeling. Yeah. So you need to have normal things happen with you at work that establishes that this is over and you are in the area of friendly, not fucker. So I would be like, hey, I'm going to get coffee. Do you want to come? And then if she's like, no, fuck you. Or like, <laughs> you know, if she reacts, I would just be like, hey, I'm just trying to be cool. 
I'm just trying to like get us over the hump. I don't want this to be awkward anymore. You want a coffee? And then what I would do, because you have to be cool with this person. You're working together. You have to be fucking on the, you know, hey, you want to get coffee? I'm going to go step out. I would also ask her about her life now. How's the dating life going? Like I would get on normal working terms because there's no way you can be in this office without talking to each other. So you might as well talk to her as a friend. You got to fuck and you're not going to get into her again. You're not going to be together again. Stop it. That ship has passed. You said you're not going to date again. So you have to stick to that. So you have to ask honestly and be okay with hearing, hey, how's your life gone? And hearing about the reality of her life so that you guys can start talking as friends and coworkers again and get over this weird thing. Because the minute she gets into, she starts feeling comfortable as more of a friend and a coworker is the minute that other women become opened up. That you can kind of take her off the pedestal of like the gotten one. Yeah. The hot chick in the office. No, just another coworker. Because that's the only way to go. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. We're sponsored, people. Woo! Listen, do you love to travel? Oh, I love to travel. I like traveling. Do you love staying in vacation homes? Ooh, I do. I do. I love staying in vacation homes. You know why? It's a home. Kitchen. Go get your own food. Grill out. Especially with a big group. That is the most fun. When you have a big house, lake house, you want to be in places that you feel like you're in the town. We've all, you know, hotels. What do you want to stay at a hotel? You want to stay, walk the hallways with these rubes that came from some crappy state to go to this other crappy shit? They're, they're barging in when you want to sleep to Awful. clean. No. No, you want your own home, especially the age that listens to this podcast. Here's why I'll encourage you. Tripping.com. 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 Here's why I'm going to encourage you. The age that listens to this podcast you have very few more opportunities. Once everyone gets married, have kids, they do their own vacation time. This is the last opportunity you have to do group trips. Bunch of couples. You and your buddies. You and your girls. Get a house for a bachelorette party. Bachelor party. I've done this with so many people and use tripping.com because it makes it easy. Don't visit, a ton, don't visit a ton of different sites on tripping.com. One search lets you compare every home from the world's top vacation rental sites in one place to find the best deal in your perfect vacation rental. So that's awesome. You, instead of now, they've taken the, the fuss out of finding these homes. Oh, I found this great cabin. How'd you find it? Tripping.com. Best of all, Tripping.com, you can join the millions of travelers who find more savings with rates up to 80% less than traditional hotel rooms. So if you're planning spring break on the beach in Florida, Tripping.com. Can't wait to swim, swim in Lake Tahoe this summer? Tripping.com. Dreaming of sitting on the deck of a Smoky Mountain cabin? Trippy.com. These are places that you can't visit without going to a vacation rental. This is great. This year, save time and money when you book the vacation home of your dreams with Tripping.com slash JTrain. That's tripping.com slash JTrain, tripping.com slash JTrain, T R I P P I N G dot com slash JTrain, tripping.com slash JTrain. Find your perfect vacation rental, tripping.com slash JTrain. Boom. Okay, tripping.com slash JTrain. That's where you got to go. Get you all group trips, tripping.com slash JTrain. That's my angle on that. Hate my best friend's boyfriend. Hey, Jared, feather, feather, cutting down on the tickling part. <laughs> my problem is that I very much dislike my best friend's boyfriend. 
A few of our mutual friends also do not like the new boyfriend, so he is objectively unlikable, I guess. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, he just sucks as a person. Problem is, I, if I want to invite people over, which is always uh, include, which always includes my best friend, then I have to invite her boyfriend too. Or if we go out or something, he'll be there too. Currently, I'm in a very busy time in my life, and I just don't want to contaminate the little time I have to socialize and have fun with the presence of this dude. How do I do? Is there any way that I can tell my friend how I feel about her boyfriend and also not jeopardize our friendship? Or should I just suffer in silence? Thanks for answering my email. Thought I So she emailed again, being like, thought I'd add to this. In case you're wondering, no, my other friends and I are not single and not jealous of my best friend having a new boyfriend. The dude boyfriend is just very annoying and obnoxious and not abusive or anything, though. I have no strong reason why she should not she should not be with him. I just do not want to have to hang out with him. Oh, man. That sucks. Because there's really nothing... Yeah, it sounds like that relationship's going well. It sounds like the relationship is going well. She just doesn't like this guy because he kind of stinks. Um, I think the only way to lose weight is for your pants to not fit. Like, I do, like, believe you have to feel the pain of something to have change. Yeah. So, like, for her, if she keeps inviting the friend, the friend, she can't go to the friend and be like, we don't like him. Because you have no good reason. He's done nothing to her. Done nothing. He's done nothing but good to be good to her from what we can understand. He's just been nothing but annoying to you. Annoying is not enough of a reason to go, hey, I want you to break up with your boyfriend and go back on Tinder with all those fucking crazy people. You know what I mean? Because what you do when you go to a friend with a boyfriend or girlfriend they don't like, you're saying to them, hey, I, I want you to get rid of this person, be lonely so that I don't have to feel weird. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like that's that's a big that's a big ask what i would start doing is make their and this sounds bad but you got to make their relationship uncomfortable you got to make them have to not to feel that no one's enjoying their company so i have friends okay here's what i would do i have friends and she says they have relate uh, not no my other friends and I are not single. Here's what I would do. I'd plan an event without them. I'd just be like, hey, this is like a we're doing this thing, and yeah. And then I and when she was like, well, what uh, can we come? I'd be like, hey, he, you know, we, we didn't, didn't think think he'd like it, or we didn't think he'd like it. He's kind of he's always saying, you take the one thing he's obnoxious about. You do that event. Use it against him. Use it against him. The art of war. So exactly. So that what it would you know you be and then she'll start having to spend more and more time alone with his douchebag ass and she'll realize hopefully she gets to the point where she goes I'm out on an island with this guy and she has to choose a lone island with her guy or her friends. The most important thing with this strategy is you have to be able to take her back. You can't judge someone for choosing the people that they choose to love or whatever because that's what they chose, you know? So if you do kind of segregate her a little bit with certain events that he's in, I would do it about things that he likes to hate on. So if he comes to your thing and goes, oh, fuck wine. We're doing wine night We're going with all the boyfriends. Winery, maybe. We're going to a winery. Yeah. Well, why didn't you invite us? What? He always talks about how much he hates fucking wine. He wants to chug beer. Let him. We didn't want to invite. We didn't. We didn't want to deal with an asshole. 
Let her, you know, and that's the way to get, you know, you got to isolate. Let her make, let her boyfriend pants not fit anymore because right now everything fits. Boyfriend comes to all her good times. You go to all the good times with them and the boyfriend. There's no change in her life. You have to change a little thing to make it a little bit uncomfortable. And Art of War, just like Shelby said, use the things he douches about the most against him. We are sponsored. Listen, Omaha Steak. Father's Day is coming. You need the perfect gift. If you got a couple siblings, you guys get together, this is it. You can get it done in one moment. Get it done. And I've gotten, they sent me the package that your dad's going to get. It is unbelievable. It includes two tender filet mignons, two beefy top sirloins, four chicken fried steaks, two boneless pork chops, four all-beef Omaha steak burgers, four gourmet jumbo franks, 12-ounce all-beef meatballs, one pound of steakhouse fries, four caramel apple tartlets, one Omaha steak seasoning packet, plus get four more grill-ready Omaha steak burgers free with purchase. This is, I mean, that's so many things and it makes me out of breath even saying I grilled up some of the steaks, I grilled up some of the hot dogs. It's unbelievable, okay? Right now, Omaha Steaks is giving a limited time offer to my listeners for Father's Day at 78% off. This is, that is a specific number. They took off so much percentage because they wanted it to be $49.99. $49.99. You got a dad. This is a great gift. It'll keep him busy for the whole summer with all these great steaks and meats and sides. So this is really an amazing deal. Go to omahasteaks.com. That's omahasteaks.com, omahasteaks.com. Type J-Train in the search bar. J-Train, J-Train, J-Train. You can get this Omaha Steaks Father's Day package. It is, again, limited type package, $49.99, omahasteaks.com. Type J-Train in the search bar and Father's Day package to your cart. Don't wait. This offer ends soon. Go to omahasteaks.com. Type J-Train in the search bar. Grab your dad and fire up the grill. J-Train podcast at gmail.com. J-Train podcast at gmail.com. Safety hindering fun. Hiya, J-Train. Love the podcast, Feather Feather. I come to you with this conundrum because I admire that you are a big advocate for safe sex. As am I. I am. I, well, I, I don't want to call myself an advocate as much as I am a pussy. <laughs> I am afraid to have a fucking baby. So, yeah, I prefer condoms. I don't care. And, and anyone who doesn't, it never, I, I get like, oh, it doesn't feel, you know, that doesn't, resonate with me i don't even understand that perspective oh pull out is that what you want to do want to fucking play with a loaded gun i don't want to do that it's like when someone has like a bb gun and they point it towards you don't point it towards me yeah put the fuck down take out all the bbs i'm afraid and they go oh what do you put remember growing up someone have like a little toy gun they'd like you know wave it around your face i would always be deathly afraid like oh you're pussy you got you can't you, so I'm not gonna shoot it. That's what I that's what the that's what, that's what a guy who likes to pull out is like. He's the one with the Nerf gun and he keeps putting it near your eye and he's going I'm not gonna it's not gonna do anything it's just a Nerf gun. Yeah it's full of cum that'll make me have babies. I, I was like eighth grade a friend like several us like a kitchen he had the thing like like a knife yeah you like do like a fake stab but then like turn it the last second so like and i, I was yeah. like dude i were we're like what are we like 13 or 14 i can just see the headline right now yeah at the, the st louis post dispatch like 
young kid accidentally murdered. Murdered. And sleepover. Thanks to knife game. Yeah. Yeah. That's what every headline would be about a baby. I don't <laughs> want my whole page in the yearbook here. 20-year-old accidentally has baby because he decided to play with his fucking gun. Yeah. Yeah, I just don't get it. I've noticed, uh, but as I've gone through my 20s, I'm 28 now, I've noticed a lot of people do not share this priority. It's crazy to me because I've heard friends get STDs and pregnant, yet still don't want to use condoms. I try to be sympathetic, but at the same time, if you don't wear a seatbelt, I can't feel bad when you get a ticket. Yeah, it's not about feeling bad. It's just like, I'm like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to play whip it out and hope for the best. Does pre-cum make babies? I don't know. I don't want to have to know. This isn't health class. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, I'm seeing this guy, and for reasons I won't get into now, that's a separate email, I'd rather keep things casual for now. We went on a couple dates, fooled around a little, everything was good, and he seemed to have no trouble performing in any way. The last time we hung out, we wanted to have sex, and as we were making out, he asked if, uh, asked if he had, a, any, had anything. He seemed caught off guard, which is not atypical. I've had guys be shocked by this request often. Yeah, I don't carry condoms. <laughs> I just had this whole speech. I, I, here's the problem. I don't carry condoms. Um, I never have. Um, I like, I don't think, I also think everyone should just have them at home. Like, I expect everyone to have them in their house. Yeah. That's, this is my thing. I got them at my house. If a girl has them in her place, I'd expect that too. Keep some lying around. Yeah, we should treat condoms like napkins. Just have a drawer of them. And girls, sometimes they're worried that like, well, I don't want to look like a certain type. No, not in this day and age. We're fucking, don't, you know, I wouldn't be worried about what a dude thinks about you having condoms in the drawer. That is, I, I, and if a guy thinks a certain way about that, he's the guy that shouldn't be able to use those condoms. Right. If he looks and goes, whoa, the... If I, if I was a girl having sex with a guy and then I was about to have sex and I was like, yeah. Uh, and he was like, let's have sex. And then you were, and then I was the girl and I was like in the drawer to the right. If he made any mention, if he was like, whoa, someone's got a lot of condoms. I would go, have a good night. <laughs> Guess it's over. Fuck that up, buddy. That's, a, that's your only response. He seemed caught off guard, which is atypical. I've had guys be shocked by their requests often, but he said he'd check. When he came back with one, he literally said to me, listen, <laughs> this is going to sound bad. Whatever he said, won't say, go grab a condom, come back, listen. Folks. <laughs> listen, people. Here, play the, let's play sad violin music. Here's how pathetic it sounds when you don't want to use a condom. Because you can't sound like a man. Just fucking fuck with the condom and get over it. Some sad, because it never sounds like you're like in a position of like, dude, just fucking, you're there. You're at Sex Mountain. Touch a titty. When he came back with one, he literally said to me, listen, I can never really come with these things on. <laughs> so this is just going to be for you. Oh, what a. <laughs> oh, fall on the grenade. <laughs> oh, oh, thank you. My Listen, I can never really come with these things on, so this is just going to be for you. <gasps> really? Thank you, my liege. Thank you. Thank you, good sir. <gasps> you're really, you're going to let your penis go inside of me? 
So I can maybe get an orgasm? Probably not. And then she writes in quotes, or in parentheses, I know what girl doesn't want to hear that right before sex. <laughs> I thought he was just being dramatic, and then if he, even if I had to finish him off another way, the sex would at least be enjoyable. However, the real problem was that he couldn't even stay hard with it on. I mean, I can't. <laughs> but this is just for her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a blunder to go, listen, if I put this condom on, this will only be your pleasure, not mine. So, you're welcome. And then he can't get hard. I ended up just stopping and telling him it was fine. Oh, that's the worst. You ever have sex with a girl and then just go, it's fine. All the time. Every day of my life. He said he wanted to continue, but it was really awkward and neither of us seemed to enjoy that part of the evening. So what do I do in this situation? We have good sexual chemistry. And I do think if we figure this out... We could have a lot of fun. But even when I suggest trying to find thinner, more comfortable condoms, he doesn't didn't seem to want to talk about it. Uh, I don't really know if this was because he was embarrassed or if he just really is against them. I don't think he's the kind of guy who sleeps with a bunch of girls, but I'd rather still be safe. Plus, I'm not on birth control. It seems silly for us uh, to start a guy, for a guy that's not, I'm not seriously dating. Do you think this problem can be rectified or should I just cut my losses? I should. Should we just continue hooking up? And maybe not have sex at often at all. And from a male perspective, what do you think of this whole situation? P.S. He's 41, if that makes a difference. Yes, it, it does. does. Way to bury the lead, sister. <laughs> That's a big deal. Jesus Christ. That means this guy... I was picturing like a 23-year-old that yeah. like just graduated a year ago. For a 41-year-old to say to a girl... Listen, babe. It's going to be just for you. And then not be able to keep it up. Get those deets out front, ladies. Yeah, 41 is, because uh, that that guy is who he is. That ain't morphable dude. That's not a guy who hasn't found what he likes and what he doesn't like. He is sexually feet dug into the sand. And she's 28. She's looking, she's getting right into fucktown age. That 28-year-old chick age is a great sexualized age. I think, I picture, I don't know. I know it's not right, but every anytime somebody says somebody in their forties, I always picture the dude is bald. No, oh, really, <laughs> or, or balding. I always imagine him being like good looking, just because he's like stuck it out. Yeah, this long where he, he's got. I, I I don't know. It's my advice before he was forty one was to just go down on each other and like have fun with that, and then every time he says that he doesn't want to use condoms, just be like, I, I you know I don't know. But guys that get to forty one with a condom speech the way he gave it, it seems like it's worked for him otherwise. It seems like it's gotten him somewhere to where he's want to be in another situation with other women. So I don't think he can be changed. I would move on from this guy. I don't think it's going to happen with him. Yeah. I think if it, if, and, and especially since the detail that you gave that he, he turned into the fucking flaccid, you know, Mr. Flaccid, he's, you know, his dick looked like one of those, like, blow-up dolls outside of the car dealership. The minute the condom went on, it's because that's what he's used to, and that's what he, and that's what he can only do. He's a one-trick pony. Also, to me, I'm hoping he's really single. There's something about the no condom thing when people are, like, on their shit about that condom. 
I just don't. Also, the way he said it, you should break up with this guy. Don't fucking do this. Be free, Swan. Get away from this dude. If he looked at you and said, this is for you, that means he looks at sex in a very bad way. This will just be for you. You don't get any enjoyment out of a condom sex? Nothing? Just for you? What, are you taking notes while you're doing it? You gonna read a book while I get off? That's not how this works. Side note, on not even separate from the advice, what do you think of IEDs? What or about IUDs, them? not IEDs. I, <laughs> exploding devices? What, do you, what about them? You're like aware of them? It's something that goes in it. I think it's a very uncomfortable... Birth control that gets inserted into you, right? The women? Uh, sorry, ladies, but it's like a... Take an object and then This should be a podcast. Something. Dudes explaining birth control to one another. In a place. that okay. I can insert that up and then it's like very uncomfortable. I, for a few days. Isn't it like a bar that goes across? Yeah, I didn't want it. I was going to say some plastic object. but I touched know. it once. Yeah. And I was like, <gasps> you know, I was like, what's, is this a robot? You know, like I wasn't sure what was going on. Um, but I mean, I'm fine with that. I want birth control. I want, I want all control. I just want peace of mind yeah. is really as a sexual participant. I want to be able to know I walked away being like, she had fun. I had fun. Nobody's getting sick. We're all going to be good for tomorrow. We're all going to be able to live our lives. That's really, I want peace of mind more than, that's the most fun. When you have sex with someone, you walk away, you go, Came in the condom, saw the come in the condom, fucking she was happy, I was happy, boom. I'm living a good Saturday. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. Let's do another voicemail, and then we'll move right along. Hey, Papa JT, this is my second try, and I just want to say that I love listening to your podcast every day. On, well, not every day, but Tuesdays and Fridays. And like I said, I take a long phoenix feather and just feather your nuts from the bottom of the shaft and just down your seam. Now, anyway, feels good, man. So I've got this girlfriend that I've been dating for the past six months. By the way, I'm senior year of high school right now. High school. And next year I'll be going off to Ecuador for a year. And this kid sounds like he's really... 52. It's a high school email. Senior high school email. Wow. Let's play some music. Emails. And he's going to Ecuador. Let's hear it. So he's 18. You know, I'll, I'll break it off with her because she's a really nice person. I don't want to be a bitch, you know. That's probably my main question. Also, I love the feather hats, but I have a big poofy afro, so I can't really wear them. I think a feather shirt would be cool, too. Anyway, see ya. We've talked about feather polo shirts but that sounds like a whole new brand going on that could be the next penguin um he wants to know how to break up with his girl before going to ecuador he's taking a gap year he's going to ecuador to take a gap year yes which i think is great good for him thank you for listening here's what you do go to your and i, I like this is the very male perspective on it she's a good girl yeah everyone's a good girl Everyone's great. You're going to Ecuador. She's going to college. It's time to end this. No hard feelings. I like you. You're a good person. I'm a good person. It's just not the right timing in our life. And I'm 18. I'm not going to get married today. And, the, and she understands that. We have to, when we break up with someone, when we end things, we have to remind ourselves, and I know it's hard to do, and it sounds stupid that it's hard to do, that these are 
able-bodied human beings that got to where we are today. Darwinism, baby. They have figured out how to get to this moment in time, this but this moment in life, this place in, in in the period of history. Okay, and they have figured out how to live on without any issues. So guess what? They're going to be able to live on after you too. So you go to her house. You say, "Hey, we got to have an uncomfortable conversation." She's going to go, "What's going on?" You go, "Hey, I'm going to Ecuador next year. I want to be say." Um, I'm going to Ecuador next year. You're going to college. I don't think I, I don't want to be in a relationship anymore. I understand why this is hurtful, but it's not because I don't think you're a great person. It's because this isn't the right time for me to be in a relationship. Boom. Done. Copy those words down. Paste them in your in your conversation. And even like she She's gonna understand. Even if even if it's not today, it's gonna be tomorrow or the next day. She's a junior. Everyone understands. She'll understand. She's, you know, senior. She might be doing her own thing. Sure. Yeah. You're not that great. That's what we have to remember. When we end something with someone, you're not that great. They're going to find someone else great for them. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. Let's do, uh, do we want to do some news? Yeah. Let's do some news. So there's a news item that kind of turned into a hypothetical about the okay. new anthem policy okay. in the NFL. <laughs> So the NFL, they I know the new anthem policy is that they're going to you can either come out and stand or you stay inside. You can stay in the locker room when the during other, the anthem if you don't want to and if you do come out and kneel you get like a 15-yard penalty. It's being This debated. feels like the worst solution to a stupid fucking problem. I and not to say it's stupid. Let people do whatever the fuck they want. You can't you have freedom of speech, freedom of protest, all that stuff. Like, it's a nonviolent protest. It in for pe- I don't. This story is like emblematic of every story now. Like everything gets related to your team, and then it becomes that you're just protecting the team flag. Because the people who don't want the protests during the anthem, they go, "Well, what do you? You don't respect the troops." And then the other people are like, "No, we just want." Yeah, no matter you know, how many <laughs> graphs and things you shove in front of their face showing, it's not about the truth. Well, <laughs> They're never, they never, they never gonna buy that. And then they'll say, "Well, oh, you hate police officers?" No, <laughs> you know, like, and then they're they're like, "No, we just want people to get better at their jobs." I don't like this idea, and I, I I don't mean to like the idea that no one has to get better at their jobs, like, is is infuriating to me. And that's what it comes down to for me, that people look at this protest from people of color that that want better treatment of people of color with uh, police officers. Like, listen, I don't feel that. I don't understand that because I don't get treated that way. You watch that video of the guy from the Milwaukee Bucks. Is that who it was? Or there was a basketball player, Milwaukee Bucks. You watch that video and you go, this is crazy. So I don't, it's not my experience so, but I when I don't understand is people just latching on to whatever agenda they have, and I know it's personal and people make it personal. But listen, if you if everyone did their job perfectly, that doesn't exist. Everyone can get better at their jobs. I don't understand how you know. And I thought that was the big thing when I saw the Milwaukee Bucks player. His statement was perfect. He was like, "We could get better. They could get better. We need to find a way." And that's the thing. Everyone can get better. That's not, 
And, and what people do is they get personally offended. So what's the hypothetical based on the NFL anthem? Now here's the new pro, which is a dumb. They I don't understand why they can't just do. Why wouldn't they do? We're going to play the anthem and you let people kneel or whatever. And then you say, now we're going to play God Bless America for our servicemen and women. Yeah. Wouldn't that be good? Yeah. It's just... So now everyone gets a chance to do, you know, you can kneel for servicemen or women. You can kneel for police officers. You can kneel. That would be a great solution. What's the hypothetical? If you're at your office job and you're, they played the anthem. If they played the anthem at my office job every day. Okay. And your boss decided to kneel. What would you do? <laughs> that's, a, that's a tough one. What would you do? I would probably kneel anyway. You join it's, the kneel. I mean, it's I, the anthem is an awful song anyway. <laughs> so you're out on the anthem. Yeah. As a song. It's terrible. Why are we doing this before a game? You know who the funniest person to me is? The guy, the white dude who touches the shoulder of the black guy kneeling. That always is funny to me because he's like... Yeah, I'm with you, but like, I don't know. He's like <laughs> shaking as he does it. Like, oh, can't. I want to support me. Nobody has straddled an issue more than the guy who puts his hand on the shoulder of the guy who's pro to. I'm with you from over here. Like, but I don't not, know what I would he's do. He's like making eye contact with the like guy in the Make, Make America Great hat. Yeah. I'm not totally kneeling. See? I'm with you, but I'm with him. This guy blocks for me. Yeah. I don't know if my I don't care what people do with this shit. I really don't. I can't believe people do care as much as they do. I can't believe that people take stories and they just make it into their own thing. It's like when Michelle Wolf, you know, cracked on Sarah Huckabee Sanders. That's a joke. Okay? It was a joke and he she said that she makes a perfect eyeliner and everyone's like you're going to make fun of a woman's looks. She said perfect. You didn't even listen to the joke. You just got touched off on something that hits you personally. To look on the other side, and listen, this is this is J Papa J Train, king of the middle. Um, there's a video on Vice right now. Vice did a, a whole, Vice News did a segment on college comedy and doing shows at college campuses. The, they, and they interviewed three college campus bookers for comedy. They're the most hateful people I've ever watched on TV. They're the same as the people getting mad at Michelle for the smoky eye joke. They're all the same. You're all animals and crazy, and all of you need to fucking and it's and they because they feel they're being personally attacked, and that's just not the case. Let's do another story. Meghan Markle, fresh off her ah. royal wedding. What do you think of the wedding? I beautiful, just stunning. <laughs> yeah. So what happened with Meghan Markle? They're going on their honeymoon. Where are they going? Where do you think they're going? I would think... Or where can, would you think they would I go? would think they would go to a... See, this whole royal wedding is to bring money... You, what we need to remember is that the, the, the royals in England are basically mascots. They are Mickey Mouse for England. They bring money to England because people tour the castles. People visit the country to see what the castles look like, to see what the you know the 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 horse and buggy looks like, to see the to see the guys in costumes staring and not making eye contact with you. That's all a dog and pony show. They don't have a king and queen anymore. It's just a fucking it's a tourist thing. So I would think, and that's what that whole wedding is. People are like, why do we care about this wedding? 
You don't have to care, but the people who do might travel to England one day because they are into the storyline, which is fine. So for Meghan and Harry, I would think that they would also go to a British-owned island to promote that island as your engagement place. It would become another form of propaganda to visit England and the countries that they own. So I would think Canary Islands. Meg and Harry are going to the Fairmont Jasper Park Lodge in Alberta, Canada. What? <laughs> Why are they doing that? Supreme Comfort. A is- lodge? Yeah. They say supreme comfort is present in every detail of the sumptuously comfortable bedrooms, enclosed verandas, and majestic stone fireplace. Do they own this place, the country of England? Do they, like, is that, is there a reason? It's previously, like, welcomed King George and Elizabeth in the 30s and them in, like, 2005, but this is, like... It's not See, a winter getaway. It's like- I, I love this story because this is another thing. Women think they are born wedding experts. So everything about this wedding, people were like, like when Meghan Markle's dress came out, they were like, ugh, how could she wear such a dress like that? She's supposed to be a princess. And it's like, yeah, you would fucking wear a burlap sack if you meant becoming a princess. You're going to do whatever the fuck they say. So it's funny that like this story comes out. Is the title? The title is Honeymoon in World's Most Boring Place. Just a, just a way for another woman women to just go, ah, oh, I wouldn't do it that way. What I would do. Every wedding is what I would do. And it becomes that. Because for some reason, every woman is a wedding expert from birth. Is this a worse than the Disney honeymoon? No. Disney honeymoon's much worse. Okay. <laughs> because you've married an insane psycho person. Disney honeymoon is a bad life. This honeymoon is... Yeah, we're going to see some elk in Canada and we'll get the fuck over it. Any more stories? Are you aware of actor Justin Theroux? Now, he used to date Jennifer Aniston. I believe he used to be married. They were married. Were they married? I don't... So what's he doing? Yeah, they were married. He is 46. He's been back out kind of in the dating field. He's back in the game. And he's been photographed with some younger... He's 46. He was younger than Aniston. I believe so, yeah. Okay. But he has been photographed out uh, with some younger people. And uh, I just want you to see, like, check out what he's wearing. Here's what I don't understand about Justin Theroux. All of a sudden, I don't know what women's obsession is with this guy, but he went from nobody to dating Jennifer Aniston, to now hunkiest guy in Hollywood. Doesn't it feel like that? Have you seen The Leftovers? No. That's why. He's on that show? But didn't it feel like Jennifer Aniston was his like birth into the world? I'd never heard of this guy. And now, <clears throat> he's on The Leftovers. He's on. I, I didn't even know he was on Parks and Rec, I, apparently. I had no idea. He is Barely on that show, but he like was he like wrote Tropic Thunder, which like was he wrote of, Tropic Thunder, like one of the funniest movies ever. He was, I think he like helped write Zoo. Funniest movie ever. It's one of. Okay. I was, it's one. I said <laughs> it's one. Crazy. Of them. Do you have a crush on Justin Theroux? I just feel I like, do, but I'll, the best thing a guy can do is date Jennifer Aniston. I'm gonna drop some leftovers. There's two parts of it. Like, in, like, literally the first episode, there's mm. a part where he's jogging in sweatpants. Okay. 
Like, and I think when he was doing it, it was. I'll pull up the pic here. Huge sand, dick. Sand uh, underwear, maybe. So he's got a huge, uh, huge dick. I believe it like went viral. It did. <laughs> yeah. Shelby, you knew the scene right away. I, I, I do think that. But it, what's weird about this guy is that he all of a sudden he just appeared and became the biggest celebrity alive. He had no childhood career. There you go. Is that it? Let's see it. Oh, that's a huge cock. Another part of that could be a. I I feel like all these guys with the with the visible penis line, um, they these got to be prosthetics. Who could have what? What are they working with? I'm a strong medium. I, I mean, I don't understand this though. I think he's pretty confident because in the later season of The Leftovers, which yeah. I have to recommend, okay. it's an insane show. There's this like, it's like bizarre episode where he keeps like, like waking up. Completely naked and okay. completely wet in a hotel room. Okay. okay. And like he's, you see this guy's ass more in like three seasons of okay. this TV show than probably most women have seen like their husband's well, ass. It's like, <laughs> that doesn't sell me, but it might sell some of our listeners. I, I do. Um, oh, there he goes. This is like, you know. Oh, yeah. He's got a great body. I just feel like this guy just appeared. Yeah. Like, how did he just come? He came out of thin air to be this, like, every woman wants Justin Thoreau. And I think, you know, Aniston, I've heard from... Aniston is... She uses these dudes. As, what do you, you mean? Know, oh, my career's kind of... I didn't get that Oscar for Back that in the movie news. where I didn't wear any makeup. Let me break up with this guy. Get Let me, me tell Jennifer Aniston right now. I am available. Send... Find me on Instagram, at Jared Freed. Let's do another story. Also, one more thing on sure. Thoreau. Check, this is a 46-year-old man. He's wearing an eat with, like, walk with this young girl. This kind of people to, he's wearing an easy E tank top. Yeah, yeah, I mean, <laughs> well, all listen. Butched, yeah. All these Hollywood people, you know, they, 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 they're out of their minds. They, they don't live in a reality that I can understand. Let's do another story. Maybe should have done this with uh, get Lil Freck's opinion, but mm. have you heard of the Instagram star Lil Tay? Lil Tay? No. Who's this person? Lil Tay is a nine-year-old Instagram star. Who, okay. Her whole thing is she like basically like you know rappers just boast a lot mm -hmm. and just constantly rap. She only does that, and she's like swearing, throwing money around, showing Here people she is. houses and. And she's nine. Nine years old. And, okay, she's got 2.2 million followers and yeah. 26 posts. Does she delete posts? She probably does, but... Where did she get her money initially? They, here's the thing. I've seen the picture of her. This one, she's holding money up to her ear. GMA did an interview. Here's a little of Lil Tay, if you're not... Familiar. She's the nine-year-old whose outrageous stunts... <laughs> I love that there's like a real newswoman doing this story. It's ridiculous. ...and foul-mouthed bragging about luxury homes and cars she claims to own. And now we be living in the hills. See that view? Y'all don't have that view. And I be holding your mama's ring. ...who's getting tons of notoriety uh. and a whopping two million followers on Instagram. You're like a legit fan of A legit, legit fan. How would what? you respond... That guy who's the fan say, oh, should just jump off a cliff. I'm a legit fan. No, what are we a fan of? Why are we, you know, it's so weird because I can't understand this. We we hate people that are rich right now. Feels like there's a class war bubbling. Feels like the, you know, we don't like people that come from 
you know, any type of background where they were given anything. Now we have a nine-year-old who's flashing money and telling us that she has more money in her hand than, than we pay in rent. Yeah. And we're following. This, her, during this whole interview, like, the news person's, like, grilling her, sort of like, how do you feel about that? And her mom's, like, this pretty meek woman sitting next to her, like, oh, she has a dream. She fought... Like, she's not one of these, like, you can't talk to my daughter. Like Oh, really? And I think, like, the brother, who's, like, 16, they've had, like, videos where he's coaching her through it. And, like, the homes that she was in were just, like, rental homes because her mom was a real estate agent. It's just all weird. So is it, like, see, this is the thing, though. Yeah. What, what we're, like, you know, we, you know, on the on the subject of, you know, this class war that's going on. Yeah. We don't like anyone that comes from anything unless we feel that we're better than them. So a bunch of people are following this girl, being like, fuck her, but I like her videos because it's hilarious and she's nine. Ten years from now, she'll be telling us about how hard she worked to make her empire, and we'll all have forgotten that it started with her impersonating... First of all, talk about cultural appropriation. She's doing an impression of someone that is not... Her background. Her mom is severely Asian. <laughs> severely. Yeah. I'm just saying she's not doing any. She didn't grow up in a neighborhood where they could talk about, yo, my paycheck, y'all. Like, that's not how people she's grown up with her parents talk. That's not how she was brought up. Isn't it a little insane? That, you know, the, the, I think this kind of was spawned by that cash me outside girl. Sure. Who she like. How many segments on Dr. Phil are all those like weird shows have their band of like the misbehaving team? Yeah. yeah like now they've commoditized it. They've, they've, one, they've turned it into an industry. They were like, hmm, actually, a Columbia Records is going to sign her. She's going <laughs> to like has a number one single. This girl you, does? No, the, the, oh, cash, the Cash Me Outside girl. I'm just saying, like, isn't this clearly going to end in a crash? Like it, it always ends like, oh, this badly. person has talent and they end in it and they're like, oh, what went wrong? Blue, Play yeah. the rest of the interview because I, I, I just, it's just, it's weird that we live in a weird time and place in society now that being rich is bad, but if she's nine and we think that she's going to, you know, we think we're better than her, then we don't care what she does. We're like through the looking glass. Yeah, <laughs> apparently just going to try to profit off your daughter now. No one's forcing me to do this. That's not true that she wants to make money off of me. And what about those homes she claims to own? GMA talked to mom so Angie's she could kind of say, keep it going, but she could say it's a, a character that she's doing, Little which I guess. Using his car and some of his properties for sale, all without his approval. I didn't shoot in anyone else's house. That was your house? You didn't shoot in anyone else's house. I can't believe this Just woman like, has no to do one this has interview. Proof that I did. And who's behind the shocking content on Lil Tay's social media account? We're listening to her. My mom doesn't run social media. I use my own Instagram. These images will live on and follow you for the rest of your life. Yeah, with her is two million followers. Is really capable of making this kind of decision? This is my decision. I'm happy with what I'm doing. We spent time with Lil Tay and uh, her family six weeks after they moved from Canada to Hollywood. I'm gonna have my <laughs> They're in Hollywood. These stars one day. Things happen we were surprised quick. to find a precocious, soft-spoken nine-year-old whose mom says she's a straight-A student. Always a straight-A student. They've never been. The mom's never been like, well, she yeah, she fucking sucks. That's why we're doing this. Yeah, the whole oh. the whole interview. It's At like nine. they like show the shot of the reporter, and she keeps like 
every question she asks, I expect like, the camera to turn and like, oh, now the mom answers. But then the little girl, an- it's so bizarre. The yeah. mom just goes like, yes, we're supportive. And it's, yeah. It's so funny. You go read the comments. Can someone please take this child's money and give it to charity? You're adding to this by looking at it. You, I mean, we're reporting on it. Yeah, I don't know. It, it's a bizarre world we live in, but it's just interesting. There's, you know, it's kind of like Kim Kardashian. Okay, everyone's like, oh, she had a sex tape. But the farther we get away from the sex tape, the more she's a businesswoman with a a corporation. And it starts from somewhere. You can either be a part of it or you can be against it or not in, you know, not acknowledging it at all, which is kind of where I and she look, she's verified. (laughs) Little Tay. (laughs) Any other stories? That's it. Shelby, thank you for coming on. At Classic Shelb on Twitter and Instagram and Snapchat. Go check them out. I thought this was fun. It was good. We turned down the lights. Yeah. We did it once again. Send in your emails. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. We are going to be back next episode. Keep sending your emails. Keep telling your friends. We'll be back next week. Boom.